Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I am joined by the lovely Lorna Taylor. Hello Lorna. Hi, morning. And then my bloody doorbell goes off. Oh. <laughs> One second while he just lets that person in. Okay. Well, that was good start. That was a good start. Yeah. That was a good start. Solid, solid. I felt sorry. Um, that usually doesn't ever happen. It, usually, I mess up the surname. Like I'm like, it's Lorna Taylor. You know what? I have so been good. listening to the previous people on your podcast, and you do do that quite a lot. You sort of stumble on everybody's names. I thought, well, at least I've got an easy name. She won't mess up my name. Uh, and literally Karen I've been friends with well friends you know like I knew who Karen was and I'd always called her Karen Siddle all the time that I knew her I was like you know Karen Siddle and then she came on my podcast and she was like you've been saying my name wrong for about a year it's Siddle and I was like oh my god now I have to like undo that word Honestly, I swear I have the most complicated names on the on the podcast and nothing else anyway I'm gonna go again He's let them in. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I'm so excited that I have the lovely Lorna Taylor with me today. Hello, Lorna. Morning, Charlie. Now, tell all of my listeners a little bit about you and what it is you do. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting because I am literally at the very beginnings of my business journey. My idea and my business and whatever you want to call it project literally hasn't been born yet. It's still very much an idea in my head. And um, I haven't, I've only just set up my Instagram literally about a week ago. So there's hardly anything on there. Hardly anyone knows about me. So I'm literally yet to be born. I love that though because often on this podcast we have a lot of people who are very established or you know they've really got a good business going um but actually in terms of my listeners I have all sorts of people who listen to my podcast from people who might just have a seed of an idea and maybe don't even have the courage to sort of follow through with that yet um to people who are building a business to people who are already running quite successful businesses so it's really interesting for me to chat to somebody at the other end of it because it's so exciting when you're right at the beginning isn't it 
it is exciting and I go from waves of being really excited at all the potential and all the things that are possible to moments where I'm like what am I doing how, how can I do this I can't do this how why do I think I can do this so I'm really <laughs> I'm really up and down and I really have to snap myself out of that um, and make a conscious effort to be like no other people can do it so I can do it as well so is that, is that what you do when you're having those days and the imposter syndrome takes over? Is that what you do? You just give yourself a little pep talk. Is there anything else that, that you do? Because you're not the only person who feels like that. So many entrepreneurs that I speak to feel like, you know, what am I doing? I don't know anything about anything. How do I have the right to do this? Yeah, so I'll usually go for a walk um, and I'll usually put on either like, a sassy pet playlist to get me like all pumped and like da, da 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 or I will put on a podcast of some kind of like uplifting person or something related to business or something and I'll just have the, that person in my ears to just like calm me down and give me ideas and just put things into perspective so some days it's a sassy I go for like a big power walk I'm like yes I can do this and I put on my girls aloud or something and I just like strut down the <laughs> down the street and make myself feel better or I literally think right okay well I'm I'm literally struggling with this I'm sure someone's done a podcast about this or somebody's interviewed someone who's who's going through this let me just listen to them and it just puts it into perspective and brings me back down again yeah are there any podcasts that you would recommend? I like I love listening to a podcast. Um, particular ones, or do you? So I've recently found um, Fran Excels, the Positive Pants podcast. Love that. And there's another one called uh, Big Little Business, which is all aimed at small businesses. I think it's American, but a lot of the stuff is is sort of relevant. Um, those are the two that I've got on at the moment. So something to like really set the mindset and then some other businessy stuff to, to feed that side as well. So when was the point where you were like, do you know what? I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do this thing that I'm passionate about. Um, talk us through that decision because it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. So um, earlier on in the year, um, I actually had a little bit of a spell in hospital and I wasn't very well at all um, and during that time it was about it was sort of February time and it was when we were in the middle of our second lockdown and just so many things were just out of line like there were so many things that were just not ideal and I know that's lockdown in general but there was just so many things in my life that I was like well that doesn't really work anymore for me and I'm not getting time to do this anymore and and there was so many things that just were not working for me and so I had a big time out and I had a big break um mainly to recover but just to sort of like have a big think about stuff and I was like I there's something missing there's something that I need to do um that is missing and I know that I have potential to do something more than I'm doing and you know, for the last couple of years, I have been the stay home mum to my two little boys. And I did give up a teaching job and a teaching career to be the stay home, stay at home mum and to do that thing and take them to baby groups and do stuff with them at home and enjoy them while they're young. And I made that choice. 
But then now that Max has started to go to school, Finn's going to be going to nursery come September. I feel like there's this there's this gap opening for me to do something for me again. Amazing. And what is that that thing going to be? What is your big idea? So um, Lisa's challenge, Race to Revenue Challenge, came at the most perfect time because I was at this lull and I was like, I know that there's something coming, there's something that I need to be doing and that came at the most perfect time and I remember you messaging me the link to the, the challenge group and I ignored it at first, so I was like, oh, I bet this is something that Charlie's just plugging and I'm not interested right now and blah, blah, blah. And then I saw somebody else mention it and I was like, oh, that's the thing Charlie was looking at. Oh, I'll be nosy and I'll have a look. And I started to look at what Lisa's challenge was about and I was like, actually, maybe this could be the thing that I've been I've been waiting for. So I joined the group and I was like, well, I'll just, you know, go along, do the thing and get all the free stuff and see how I go. But I had so many ideas and I had so many things and I could see the vision and the potential um, that I think I messaged you and I said, oh, I loved watching your interview with Lisa because I just, it just came at such at the right time and it's just such what I needed to see what could be possible like in six months, in a year, in two years, who knows. Um, so yeah, I first did the challenge thinking that I would go down the teaching route and going down maybe like a tutoring program or something online where I could help children with their schoolwork. Um, but then I was like, well, I, I'm good at that, but I don't think I'm that passionate about that. And so I went back to my list and I was looking at what I know and what I'm passionate about and what I enjoy. And I'd written down Instagram. And I said to my husband, yeah, I've written it down, but you know, I don't know more than the average person. And he said to me, actually, I think you do. If you compare yourself to the average number of people in the average room, you would know the most, you would be an expert. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure, not sure. So I went and did a little research and saw what other sort of social media people were putting out there and what these sorts of strategists were saying. And I was like, well, I know that already and I've been doing that for years on my own accounts and I started thinking well maybe I do know more than I think and maybe this could be something that I turn into a project because I absolutely love the platform I would spend all day on it if I could and some days I honestly have being a stay-at-home mum that has been my lifeline to talk to other mums in exactly the same situation um and so I thought, well, that is something that I'm passionate about. I might not know everything about it just yet. And that is something that I want to keep picking up, you know, still making sure that I'm keeping up to date with everything that's going on on there. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, that's what I'm excited about. So that should be the route that I go down. Amazing. So talk to us about um, your relationship with Instagram so far. Like, did you have like a mummy blogger account type thing? I did, yeah, even though it wasn't my intention to do that at all. When I first, so I set up an account, um, at a play account called Mum's Messy Boys, and it was a really sort of, um, sort of selfish thing, really. I wanted an account where I could post all the pictures that I was taking of my boys, and I could put things that um, save ideas and things for us to do at home, um, 
because at that time I just had Finn. So I had two under twos at home with me all day and I knew it was going to be tough. So I knew I had to have all these things ready and saved, activities to do and, and things to keep them busy. So I purely set it up for me to keep all those things in one place that they weren't on my Facebook account or anything like that. And I found people who had done just exactly the same as me. They'd either been in teaching or been in education and they decided to spend more time at home with their kids and they wanted stuff to do with them. They wanted ideas, they wanted, um, you know, games and things like that. And so I started coming up, up with ideas that I would post and then I would start taking other ideas from other people as well. And that is honestly how it grew. And I would have genuine conversations with these other women who were very, very similar to me. And we could moan about the same things and we could celebrate the same things. And I felt like I had a whole world of people who got me on this account in my phone. And I just loved it. That's exactly how I feel about the Entrepreneurs Growth Club as well. Because like I used to go to networking events and everything. And, and you know, I'd go to some and I'd enjoy them. And I'd think, oh, God, I wish I went to one. Like I loved it. And the people were the same as me and didn't take themselves too seriously and were fun and had a laugh. And then obviously um, in 2020, I set up the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. And like after a couple of months, I was like, oh my God, these are, these are my people. They're here. Yeah, that's it. These are my people. I have found my people. And I will, I will often say in real life, when I've met people and they haven't quite been the same, I'm quick to say, mm, I might not see them again. They're not my people. <laughs> and I can now because I know what my people are. And I know that it, how it makes me feel having that group of people who are your people, how they get you. You don't have to spend time with people who, who don't. It's so funny as well, because I have a lot of people who, um, obviously with me running phonics with robot reg i spend my time around a lot of teachers and so many teachers want to come out of teaching when they have their children and obviously you were in the lucky position that you could but not everybody's in that position mm. and it's so hard isn't it uh, what what's your opinion on sort of like teaching and being a mum and how like it doesn't quite work does it the two together and I think that on the outside people look at teaching and think oh yeah that's a family friendly job that would be perfect thing to do along alongside children but that's not the reality is it it's not and you, yeah and people do have that misconception because of the holidays but it's the sheer workload and it's the sheer pressure that comes with getting your class from A to B within the year, that just, it just overwhelms teachers, that it, it takes so much from them that they then can't give to their own children. And I remember, I don't know where she got this from, but I remember something that my mum said to me years ago was that um, children of teachers academically do worse than children of TAs. And I was always like, but why? They're more qualified, they're more experienced. And she was like, because the TAs, they finish at half past three and they have the time to sit and do reading and homework and take them out to nice places and stuff. Whereas teachers don't have that time because they're in meetings till six and then they're marking and then they're on their emails. And, and children of teachers just fall down the, the priority list. And I always said when I was going to have my boys, they would not be at the bottom of my priority list. If I was going to have children, they would be at the top. And my 
class would come much further down and it's just the way that it's gone that I put them first and ahead of my job but I'm not yeah like I, like you said the people aren't in a position to do that and it's just because of the workload and this pandemic as well has just made people realize how much they have on their plate and how much they do um, and it's just all assumed that it's part of the role. You go into teaching because you like doing it. So that's your role. You just got to get on with it. And I absolutely love now that so many teachers, so many people I see are like stepping outside the classroom and doing stuff online and creating. I mean, I've got loads of them in my group. I think I attract teachers like both yeah. of my sisters are teachers. My mum was a teacher. I was the one who like broke the mold and was like, guys, I'm not going to be a teacher. But I seem to have spent my whole life surrounded by them ever since. But yeah, I love I, I love that people are finding the courage to do that because I actually think being an entrepreneur and being the teacher are like polar opposites because I would yeah I was just gonna say I've really had to take my teacher hat off to start to think of myself as an entrepreneur because they're two completely separate things there's no overlap at all I think if you're somewhere in between and you can do a bit of both that's like amazing but you it's two completely different systems being employed in such a huge system and industry and then trying to be an entrepreneur and run your own business and it's just they're two completely separate things. So I've really had to say, I'm not going back to teaching and be okay with that decision and say that that's going to happen so that I can start to think of myself as an entrepreneur. Because teachers are like the, you know, most risk averse people you will ever meet. You know, when me and my sister famously over a glass of wine dreamt up this idea of phonics with robot reg and you know the next day i was like right let's write the business plan and she was like whoa 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 it was just one conversation <laughs> i'm not like about to quit my teaching job and i was like no seriously this is a really good idea let's do it but you know as a teacher you don't take risks <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do it's all very safe and guarded and as an entrepreneur, if you cannot take risks, you're not going to be able to grow and scale your business. So there's things that you have been taught to do mm. in your job that you have to unlearn, um, which can be quite tricky for, for some people. So it's good that you've managed to find that distance. Um, but what do you think is going to be the hardest thing about running your own business for you? Because obviously it's different for all of us because we all have a different skill set. But what do you think that's going to be for you? Um, the balance between the mum life and the business life, I know is going to be a struggle already. And, you know, the six weeks holiday around the corner, and I know you feel the same, that the, the, blur, the lines are going to get blurred again and nothing's going to get done and you feel like you're juggling all the plates and they're crashing. And, yeah, so I know that's going to be a struggle. Come September, I feel like that will balance out when the routines change again. But the, the summer holiday is going to be a tricky one. At the moment, I am blocking, like, mornings or afternoons to do work when I know somebody else can have the boys. Um, that's the only way I can do it. So I have to, I'm going to have to be strict because otherwise it just won't get done. Um, yes, I'm going to have to time block time. But then also, I'm going to have to catch my, make sure I catch myself to not do this, but, but naturally checking my phone, checking my Instagram, thinking about things up in my head when I've said, right, well, this is, this is family time and this is child time now. 
um, because I'm always like, right, okay, well, they're out playing on their bike, so I could quickly look this up, or I could quickly look this up, and I'm thinking about things in my head. And my husband will catch me because I'll just be staring off into the distance, like away with the fairies, and he's like, you're thinking about something. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm watching the boys, it's fine, and I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking about some video that I've watched or some person that I've got a message back or something. So I'm going to have to catch myself and be really strict. I know this will be my downfall. If it's work time, I'll come up here to my office, shut the door, it's work time. Set a timer, because I will be up here all day if allowed to. Set a timer of two, three hours or whatever it is and then force myself to step away. Because if I don't, I, it's just one of those things that could just engulf your whole life. Yeah, and I always say that to people as well. Like, I don't have enough time to do the things that I need to do. Like, that is, uh, if we all just accept that, that's great. I cannot do all of the things that I need to in the time, even if I had childcare, wall to wall every single day. So um, it's all about prioritizing, outsourcing, prioritize. I, I did a podcast a while ago actually called Productivity is My Superpower, um, where I share all my tips. So if anybody's listening to this and thinking, oh my God, I don't know how to be more productive, go back to that episode um, because it was quite a good one. Um, but yeah, I think that is so hard. And obviously with your thoughts, you can't not be thinking about your business, but I do yeah. sometimes put my phone on like a high shelf so that I forget about it and Yes. yes and I know you're an advocate as well for leaving your phone downstairs and I have my phone next to my bed and my excuse is because of my alarm and I know that's me just giving a little excuse but uh, yeah I guess that would be a good one to do as well leave the phone downstairs so you're not checking it as soon as you wake up because I do do that as well but I mean the thing is when your expertise is going to be on Instagram you're going to have to spend a lot of time on your phone and I, I have I a serious word with my husband and say like I cannot do this job without a substantial amount of time on my phone each day so like yeah. also don't feel guilty about that because that's that's what you're passionate about right mm, yeah so what do you think is like on the flip side going to be the best thing about running your own business and the thing that you're most excited about? Um, so I quite like the fact that I will be able to fit my work around me and my family life. That is that is literally one of the main motivators. That and not having to return to teaching. They're the two that I've got. The top of my vision list thing, don't return to teaching and have something that fits in with your other commitments because like I said, my boys are up there with my high priorities. Um, and so this is going to have to slot in with them. So it's going to have to be something that I can do when they're at school and it's going to need to be within the week. That was that was literally the first thing. So if I could get something that works for me in the daytime, I pick those hours, that would be brilliant. Um, but then also something that, um, you know, works online, which obviously being on Instagram, it will. So, you know, I can pick it up in the evenings and it has got that flexibility of I can pick it up here, there and everywhere. That would be ideal. Um, so those two things are like the biggest drivers to make this work because teaching is not flexible and does not fit around my kids and has those set hours. So it's almost like the very opposite of what I've come from. That is what's going to drive me to make sure that, you know, I am, I am achieving what I want to achieve with this. And obviously everybody is looking to grow their Instagram. I 
constantly talk about how important social media is. I believe that social media is a gift that we have been given and anybody who slags it off is not my Do you know how many people have said to me a couple of years ago when I started talking to people in real life about my mum's messy boys account and stuff, they said to me, oh, well, you know, it will soon fizzle out, so I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket or, you know, um, when I started working with other companies and brands and stuff, they were like, well, okay, well, it's a one-off and, you know, it will all start crumbling down at some point. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. I think this is on its way up and it's just going to keep going up. So not sure about that. <laughs> but what would your piece of advice be to um, anybody who's listening thinking, oh, gosh, I need to grow my Instagram account. I'm not that good on Instagram. I need to be more active. What What's your advice? Um, so... Right, so you need to start to build an audience that is full of the people that you want. So the full of people like you, people that are going to be into your business, into your products or your services. That is key. There's absolutely no point building a following or building, getting all these people people that follow you that are not interested that you have nothing in common with and they're not going to connect with you absolutely not so if you only have a tiny tiny audience but it's all people that love you and support you and are interested in what you're saying that is so much more valuable than the tens of thousands of whoever whoever's um just to, just to look at the numbers so you know, I'm having to practice what I preach here because I've literally set up my Instagram account saying that I'm I'm some super whiz on Instagram. Um, I'm literally having to practice what I preach and make sure that the people in my audience, the people that I'm talking to, the people that I'm attracting are businesses that want to do the same thing, that want to hear what I have to say. Um, one of the main things that I think makes you successful on Instagram is when you're an active user. So it's not just the scrolling and saying, oh, I've spent time on Instagram because I've scrolled and maybe I've liked a few pictures, maybe I've put something out or I've scheduled a post. It's genuinely being an active user and looking at those people that have decided to follow you and engaging with them really authentically without pushing your sales on them. I absolutely love, I've just got your Instagram page up now. I absolutely love in your bio, engagement over followers. I, I say to people, oh, Charlie, I've only got 100 followers. I was like, if every one of those followers was buying from you, you'd have 100 customers and that would be brilliant. So always focus. And it, and it annoys me as well. Like, oh, when I get to 10,000, I'll get a swipe up or I'm just getting... Da, da, da concentrate on the people that you've got you have already yes. got 100 200 however many a thousand people who are following your page who are looking out for your stuff who are liking and commenting your stuff concentrate on them if you look after them others will come but don't get fixated on the numbers yeah because those first hundred people if you are giving them what they want they will tell their friends they will tell their business people and they that's how the ball starts rolling on all these referrals and shares on stories and stuff like that so if you really concentrate on your very core audience that you have at the beginning it almost does it organically for you i love that oh my gosh yes lorna i love it um so tell me who inspires you? Um, this is a tricky one because there isn't really one specific person. I've found that as I've sort of grown into these networking groups and I've spent more time in 
you know, like business mum groups and networking groups and stuff online. I'm like, wow, how do these people do it? And how this is amazing. Their story is amazing. And being like seeing these people in all different stages of their journey um, and juggling home life and work life and achieving this and achieving that, that is inspirational to me. And that is making my vision clearer because I can now see right well they've gone this way and they've gone that way and I can go that way as well um and they're relatable they're relatable I can see myself in them so it just makes it so much easier to say well I could do that I'm only a couple of steps behind them um and that that those kinds of women and I would include you in that Charlie as well those kinds of women are what inspires me right now yeah, I'm with you. And it's like yesterday, I was back to back with one to ones and I had the opportunity to speak to a couple of people who um, are in the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. And, you know, I know of a lot of people, obviously, my audience is quite big in terms of I couldn't know everyone really well. But like I, I'm aware that these people have been in my audience for a while and then I get to hear their story and they share their passion with me. And oh, my gosh, like I just love I could I could do this this all day long because I just love speaking to entrepreneurs who are growing their business it's my favorite thing in the world <laughs> there you go um so second question a, a book that you've read that you would recommend um oh in terms of business books I have I'm literally reading my very first one amazing so I have got um she means business by Carrie Green and I think that was either recommended to me by you or probably from Lisa um, and I'm reading it thinking god this all makes sense this is all just gold why did I not know about this a year or two ago but I just don't think I would have been in the right frame of mind a year or two ago to, to be on that journey so it's come at a really good time I'm thinking this is brilliant what like this is a like, now I have this information like I can just get on my way um, so I've really enjoyed that one so I've got a couple of others that I've that I've bought that are waiting in the wings for me to read as well um but yeah so yeah so reading those kinds of books when I've got a quick five minutes or something and the and the podcasts and things I'm just like having it all sort of sink into me throughout the day at various points and reading all the comments from people on Facebook who've done that and strutting down the street with your sassy tunes <laughs> on you're like I can do this I have got this <laughs> Um, so my final question for you is what is a piece of advice for a fellow entrepreneur um surround yourself with the people who are going to inspire you and are going to get your vision so I was I was quite quick to tell some of the people that I work with so I, I still tutor some a couple of days a week and I was very quick to tell them oh I've got a new project and I'm going to be starting a new business and blah, blah. and they were like oh um so you signed up to a course and you don't even know like what you're doing and I was like oh it's okay because like module one is like your big idea so I'm just going to trust the process and it'll be all be cool and they were like you've bought something and you have no idea what you're doing and I was like, oh, God. And that's when I started to really doubt myself. But but it's a case of I told the wrong people because they're not in my little zone of people who get it. They don't see the vision and they're not business owners. So they didn't they didn't get it. So it's a case of surrounding yourself with those people who are business orientated or that can see your vision and can support you to keep you going. Because if I took their reaction and went with them, I probably wouldn't have 
I probably would have tried to get my money back from the program and said, actually, this is not for me this year. And who, who am I to think that I can do this? Um, so it's surrounding yourself with the right people, 100%. I mean, it is crazy when you think about it. You know, if, if your child turned around to you and said, I've met someone on the internet, I'm going to pay them X amount of money to do this thing, which I don't really know how, you'd be like, no, 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 we're not doing that. So I can see it, but... I, and and I've, I've had exactly the same thing. I mean, I set up my first business when I was 21. I remember telling my parents my idea and they were just like, I'm, have you lost your mind? Are you crazy? Like this could go wrong and this could go wrong and this could go wrong. And I was so determined. I was like, I'm doing it, you know. And and now I mention that to them. They're like, no, we were fully behind it from day one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you want to remember it like that. But it, it wasn't coming from a place of, of meanness or anything like that. They were trying to protect me. They didn't want it to fail. But because I've always had the vision, I've always known where I'm going. I've known that I will do everything to make sure it doesn't fail. Failing has never been an option and it will never be an option for me. And I think when you have that mentality, you will succeed because you haven't got anything to fall back on. Some people will say to me, oh, if this doesn't work out, I'll just do this instead. I'll go back to teaching. I'll go back to tutoring. And I think, well, you're already failing at the first hurdle there if you've got some something to fall back on. But I never had that. Yeah, definitely agree. Totally agree. Um, and when I when I said to my husband, oh, you know, I've been doing this free challenge and, you know, this has been giving me loads of ideas. And I think I want to start a new project that, that could potentially be a good business. And he was like, oh, how much is it? And I sort of said and he was like, oh, well, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Who is this lady on the Internet you're going to send this money to? And I was like, no, no, look, look at all these people. And I was like, look, watch this video and you get involved, too, because then you can be as excited as me. Yeah. And she watched some of and he watched some of the videos. And I said, look, look her up online. Look, look Charlie up online or look this person up online. Do do the investigating if you want, because I'm so I so believe in this. Um, so like join me in this vision and then you don't have to be the one that's against me of like oh it's a big investment blah, blah, blah. Um, so now he's like well okay if you want to do it there's been nothing that you've that you've said that you're going to do and that's not worked out you're not that kind of person you would make it work so he's like if this is what you want to do um okay I'll help you do it I'll support you do it to do it I think we all need we need that support you need to have some like I'm sure we've all got those people who don't necessarily support us or the friend, the employed friend who just does not get it. But you've got to have some level of support, I feel, to be able to make giant leaps forward. I'm so excited to see what is going to happen over the next six months in your business. I think it's going to be amazing. Tell my listeners where they can find you if they want to come and follow you and get your expertise on Instagram. So I've yeah only just recently set up my Instagram, so I'm literally super newbie on there. Um, so if you want to come and follow me, um, it's at Lorna and the Gram. So little full stops between the words. Um, and I'm in the process of setting everything else up, you know, my mailing list and my website and things like that. So um, when those things are ready, they will be. Um, I will tell everyone about that through my Instagram account. Thank you so much, Lorna. And you'll probably be back on my podcast in a year when you're like... You know, you know what? When you, yeah, when you said that you were going to be, you know, interviewing some of these people that have, have 
with the course and, and starting up the businesses from scratch, I was like, oh, I know what her intention is. She's going to interview us all now, and then she's going to have some content, lovely, lovely pencil that content in for nine months, a year down the line, where she can do it, where are they now thing. I'd love that. I'd love in like nine months a year to be coming back on here and telling you what I actually did with my very first year and how it panned out. And I went this way, but actually everyone wanted me to go this way. And we hit this bump and did this. It'd be lovely to have a catch up. So yeah. Let's do it. Game on. This time next year, where's she, she going to be? Where's Morgan to Exactly. I don't even know. Let's find out together. It's exciting. It's like, you know, some sort of drama series. Lorna Taylor will be back. Um, thanks so much, Lorna. No problem, it's been lovely. Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.